Hello everyone, and welcome to the Good Love Podcast, a Good Love Project production with your friendly neighborhood sex geek and good lover, Katrina Boots Ransom. Here at the GLP, we strive for informed, enthusiastic consent, so this is your content warning. The Good Love Podcast is a sex and relationship education podcast directed to adult listeners. We offer playful, powerful, and positive education on sexuality, pleasure, kink, sexual health and wellness, and a slew of other grown and sexy topics. If you find any of these topics objectionable, you're welcome to skip an episode or even the whole show. If you're under 18, we recommend heading over to scarleteen.com for all youth-focused sex ed needs. Now, if you're an enthusiastic yes, get comfy and enjoy the show. Hello, my good lovers. Happy Thursday. This week's episode is going to be a taste sampler of my newest YouTube series, Bad Bitch BDSM Reviews, or B3R as I call it. That's not actually true. I only use B3R when I'm naming my files because I don't want to have to type the whole thing out. But anyway, Bad Witch BDSM Reviews is a kinksters reacting and reviewing to kinky films series. And episode two will be dropping at the end of the month, watching the film Belle du Jour with my new friend, Kinky Cupcake. So you'll be getting to hear the pre and post viewing conversations. If you would like to if you would like to watch the film with us and get all of our reactions in direct real time, you can do so by joining the Patreon where all full episodes will be available. You can also, you also of course have the option to pause this episode, go watch the movie and then come back because obviously there will be spoilers and I take no responsibility for spoilers for any films particularly ones that have been out for more than 40 years. So, kick back and enjoy. Hey good lovers, it's another episode of Bad Bitch BDSM Reviews, where I, a real-life kinkster, invite a friend and colleague, also a real-life kinkster, to watch kinky movies, react, and review to them. Who are you, friend? Um, I am Kinky Cupcake. And what are we watching today? Um, something in French with English subtitles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're watching Belle du Jour um, with Catherine Deneuve. 
um, who probably, I think most Americans are probably best know her as uh, the main vampire character in the 1980s film The Hunger, which if you haven't seen is super fantastic, and David Bowie's in it. It's just so good. It's so goth and it's so gay. I love it. I want to check that one out. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. So, Belle de Jour is uh, the story of a woman who, like, has these, like, really intense fantasies of, like, submission and degradation and um, she kind of, like, starts, like, a leaving a double life working as like working in a brothel during the day while like her husband is at work so that she can like explore her fantasies and uh yeah that's that's uh, the the premise so and, and it gets and it's gonna get weird of course because it's kink and it's french <laughs> i love it that's right on my alley yeah it's gonna get weird so all right criterion collection so you know it's gonna be fancy and artistic if you're playing the home version of this game this would be where you pause and go watch the movie and come back if you want to two hours later so that's Belle de Jour 1967 <laughs> leaving you with a feeling of huh? what? <laughs> no. Did he, was he really paralyzed? was that a a dream? I still have to say, it's like, I don't know. Like, okay. yeah. That's, it's like, is she now f- having her little fantasy about, like, him being better because she is sad about him being hurt? Or was he not hurt? And that whole other thing was the fantasy. I don't know. The second time around watching this, like, especially the whole thing with Husan, like, telling on her at the end, it's like, was this a big, elaborate, like, cuckold fantasy? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's so wild and very enigmatic. Like, I, yeah, second time I watched it, still have no idea. But I definitely noticed more more themes this time. Yeah, there's definitely something about cats. Cats and bells. And bells, yeah. Which, like, is interesting because um, have you seen like the I don't know if you're into horror or not if you've seen like the Hellraiser movies Mm-mm. it's a horror franchise that also like deals with like kind of some like BDSM elements and when the Cenobites who are like these otherworldly beings whenever they're gonna appear they're also like kind of heralded by the sound of bells okay so it made me think of that and so it's like um yeah, so it's like, are the bell? Do the bells signify when she is fantasizing? Like, is the bell like a symbol for almost for like her subconscious, like just the thoughts that we carry in the back of our mind? I would love to hear your your thoughts on it. As confused as they probably are, because <laughs> mine definitely. <laughs> Yes, definitely confused, but definitely, like, relatable to it. They, the shift between, like, living these two separate lives because of the guilt or shame of 
these kinks and fantasies that we carry mm. um, definitely that relates being like newer into this world definitely like relates um, just noticing like she I don't know like her little like that after that first time like the the, the switch was flipped in her head she was like oh I really enjoy this mm-hmm. and so like that definitely I can relate to for sure right yeah that like feeling like a longing and an um, like a, almost like a fascination with something but also being afraid of it and then yeah finally like something some level of exposure or something that makes you go like oh yes I just learned something about myself. (laughs) And then you're like constantly craving that thing about yourself. Mm. And you're now like, I don't know, eager to learn more and do all the things and learn all the things. Right. Yeah. But also possibly putting yourself in questionable, dangerous situations. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's a a term in the community, um, sub-frenzy. Or like when someone is like new, kind of newly discovering um, kink, and, and then yeah, they just said they just wanted they want to try everything, they want to do all the things, and feel like they need to like push and go farther each time, and um, yeah, and it can lead to like putting yourself in question, yeah, questionable situations, dangerous situations, and yeah, the film this film is like a good metaphor for for that uh that experience for sure yeah and and then also yeah that like separation of love and lust I know I've personally known quite a few people and I've coached people who like have these very kinky tendencies these fantasies and when they're when they're um single they'll, you know, uh, explore them, express them, you know, they'll go to parties or, like, find casual play partners to enact with, or they'll go see professionals or what have you. But then when they get into a, like, committed romantic relationship, they they turn that part off oh. for themselves, and, like, they hide it because they're, like, closeted, and so they, like, hide it away. And they're very vanilla in their romantic relationships okay. because it's like they feel like they can't have both in one, um, which makes me a little sad. Frankly, like I don't know if I've you know like some I've coached people. I was like, no, you can have both. You can have like love and kink in the same relationship, and you can be you know like okay if you enjoy degradation or humiliation from either side giving it or getting it like you can enjoy that and with someone that you love and respect and that loves and respects you in fact that's probably that's better because then you're going to be mindful and safe with each other too Yeah. yeah but I think um there's especially like like, um, at this time, you know, like, the, like, late 60s and stuff, um, where 
there is even more stigma around such things. Um, even, even just like simple, well, things that we would consider like simple or like basic today, like going down on someone or something could be seen as like very, very edgy and that that's not something that you ask your wife to do because you respect her and that's the mother of your child or what have you. Um, and I laugh because people think that way, even still to this day, right. people think that way. That yeah. And so like there's the sex that they want to be having isn't what they're having with the people they want to be with because there's this big like chasm between love and lust and and I guess that chasm would be called, would be shame yeah yeah it's definitely sad it is yeah and I think well just from like me diving a little deep into all of this I think it's a little bit more accepted nowadays mm-hmm. like I obviously don't know what it was back then but I feel like the majority of people who, like, I will open that door or drop a hint, 90% of people are like, oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, they're very, like, open to it or supportive of it. Right, yeah, even even if they're not uh, into it themselves, they are able to be like, oh, okay. Cool, you like that. Yeah. All right. Right, yeah you like that and that's cool or even I can see I wouldn't enjoy that but I can see why someone else would which is this is the place I try to get to with most things even like like fetish certain fetishes and things that I'm like nope that's definitely a red for me for whatever reason being able to understand why someone else might be into it mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah I don't know I think we definitely have come a a long way yeah and yet yeah there's definitely still people who either have to live a double life or uh, even if the double life isn't like a literal double life there's like the second life going on mm-hmm. in their heads yeah yeah so do we think she integrated it all towards the end yes yeah Her friend ratted her out second life yeah and maybe because of that information it was a miracle so he could walk again (laughs) (laughs) yes that part (laughs) I like that um the fact that like yeah the fact that she like heard the bells like while she's with him um yeah that kind of makes me and and it seems like there was some kind of progression going on between them throughout like you know, her regularly saying, like, I feel closer to you, I feel closer to you each time. That, yeah, maybe maybe they did find a way of, like, integrating it. Um, those, two, those two drives of, like, you know, like, tender, compassionate love and, like, lust and passion. Like, I hope they figure it out. <laughs> I hope so, too. I hope they figure it out. Um, yeah, and the friend is an asshole, frankly. (laughs) Yeah, he's not, he's not the coolest character. Yeah, and the letter writing thing was 
really confusing. Yeah, and then the receipt, yeah, I'll give you, I'll be forced to give you a receipt, and she, what did she say? She was like, like, that's what I would expect. Yeah, yeah, and again, like, that was a moment, that was a really unclear moment of, was this fantasy or not, because he was always kind of hitting on her, and she was always so, like, ugh, towards him. I mean, what are you going to do with the broken bottle underneath the table? Right? Yeah. So confusing. Definitely, yeah, I, I definitely think there's there's some idioms and some innuendos in there that... That have to be, like, mistranslated. Yeah, that just, yeah, or they just don't translate over well. And the cats. <laughs> yeah, the cat out of the bag and then let the cats in or something like that yeah and then like the, the sound of the meowing cats with the bells at the end i'm glad we both noticed it all though like it has to they, that's just not random right yeah like that was a choice There's no way that those <laughs> those things are random yeah like that that's a someone took the time to make the foley the recording of cats meowing and put it on there so that's that was definitely a decision that was made <laughs> Couldn't tell you why. <laughs> Couldn't tell you why. All I know it's it's probably just a you know time uh, time frame fashion thing, but like all of them gushing over her super boring, unflattering beige dress. I'm just like, it's not. It's not that great. The red outfit at the near the end. Yes. That, I loved that one. And yeah, the like, the like black and white, it's like almost like the kind of Wednesday Adams type dress, only like a little bit elevated because like the collar is like kind of a satiny material or whatever. Like those were great. Mm-hmm. Those were great. And I always love fashion in older movies. But like, I don't know. There was a weird part of 60s fashion that it's kind of, I don't know, like, I find kind of ugly. I think we have that for every era of fashion. That's true. Yeah, that definitely is true. <laughs> like you just look and you're like, what were they? What were they thinking? Yeah. Speaking of fashion, I did notice. I mean, nowadays you think of a dom with the you know the fake leather mm-hmm. and the heels and the hair up, like very like principal esque, teacher esque. Mm-hmm presentation and I thought that she was presenting that a lot of the time in this movie. True. And the fact that her name is Severin, which it means like stern or severe. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, like yeah, Severine, severe. Yeah, the fact that her name mean that her name means that interesting. Would lead you to think that she'd be on the other side of the slash that she would want to yeah. be dominant. And in the book uh venus and furs it's a like piece of like classic erotica only it's about like um femdom male submission and like the it was written by leopold monsacker masik which is where we get the term masochism from and the the main character in the book his name is severin um so it's like the masculinized version of severin um so again you have a submissive character whose name means severe, stern. Just hmm. an interesting, like, little flip there. And I'm not sure if, uh, if they took 
whoever like wrote this maybe took that from it if it like influenced it in any way I know that Belle de Jour both the name Belle de Jour and the name Severine have uh, been influences for names of other characters in like some movies and shows but it's curious to see how far back that might go mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah you're right especially that last outfit it was very I mean the guy says like schoolgirl, precocious schoolgirl, but it yeah. Do, does yeah especially with the very very tidy French twist Yes. It is very, like, like, headmistress, principal. And she was in a caretaker role at that point, too, which tends to be, well, I mean, can be seen, can, I mean, caretaking can be dominant or submissive, really, but, like, all of those pieces together. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? I Take enjoyed ways. it. Good, yeah. I liked it. Awesome. Uh, especially because I can relate so much to it right now. Um, it was good. Cool. I can't tell you the last time I watched a movie from 1967. <laughs> with subtitles. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and the older films tend to be a little more slower paced than the movies we watch now. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of old movies, and I kind of liked being at a slower pace and like just kind of like being sucked into like this slow storyline and then confused the shit out of us at the end but yeah very confusing <laughs> kind of slow burn and then like huh? the drama suddenly picks up and then it gets really confusing yeah i enjoyed it good cool awesome i i love old movies so um where can my viewers my listeners if they wanted to follow you where would the good lovers find you or any of your offerings if you have pluggables to plug um right now i am on twitter and Instagram as cupcake, uh, kinky cupcake with K's, um, and also OnlyFans. Awesome. As kinky cupcake, cupcake with a K. Sweet, great. And of course, as usual, all of those links will be in the description box, um, so that you can easily find my guests. Thank you so much for joining me and for bringing your super adorable friend who was so well behaved. He's like, it's nap time. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Till next time, keep on good loving.